welcome to Macintosh and Mod. Haven't seen what? The podcast where we make each other watch movies we should have already seen. I'm Diana. And I'm David. And today is the 2022 Oscars. The 94th Academy Awards. Yep. And wow, was it going to be remembered? Yeah, uh, I love the uh, sentiment on Twitter was very much, well, I didn't think the La La Moonlight moment was going to get surpassed quite this early. There's a, a lot to talk about, and um, I know we'll we'll get into it as it comes with the categories. From a pure broadcast standpoint, I hate this Oscars. I hate it. It's terrible. I don't think it was terrible. Like, I don't think it was terrible. Last year's was a million times better because the vibe was good. One of the things that we went into the Oscars knowing that we weren't going to like was that they were going to give out Oscars before the presentation, pre-record them, and then put them into the ceremony when they had time. So yeah, and then they would drop them in and that was fine, but then they played all of it. So they saved no time and they just made everyone's day more obnoxious. They they had all these ideas about what they were going to do and how they were going to make it more fun and entertaining and interesting. And then they didn't execute any of them. <laughs> like, I like that a best song nominee was what opened the show Beyonce opened the show never disappoints nope that's great I'm here for that I really loved the performance of we don't talk about Bruno with the added rap verse from uh Megan the Stallion because she's also the shit however it was wildly misplaced because that song was not nominated it was not submitted and also The person who wrote those songs was not able to attend at the last minute because of COVID. So like, I understand they wanted to put something in that was super fun. And if that song had been nominated, that would have been it. The way you use that song is in the old Billy Crystal host style of let's take the tune of we don't talk about Bruno and use that to make a parody of what's happening this year in our Oscars. Yep. And make it fun. And that's how you open your show, or that's a midpoint in the show where you're just silly and mean to everybody. Fine. And our three hosts could have done that, but it made no sense. I I think to me, probably the most jarring moment is Mila Kunis comes out. Mila Kunis has been very vocal about what's been going on in Ukraine because she is from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And they use that to parlay into her song introduction for... Diane Warren's song from Four Good Days, which doesn't connect, and then throw a blanket message on screen right after. It's so jarring. There was no flow and thought to how this ceremony would work. Agreed. Now, Mila Kunis, I believe she was already going to be going to the Oscars to do this presentation, and they just changed what she was doing. But, But again, you have to think through that flow. Even if you have to adjust the things last minute, you've got to consider the whole show. There is no place within this show to make a serious call to action or concern about Ukraine without it being jarring. There's no way. There really isn't a place. It either becomes jarring or it becomes, what are we going to do, before the immemorium section? It's, there's no good place for those moments. There just aren't. And also the... And I know that it is absolutely their right as a broadcast network, and I don't mind a little bit of your promotion, but wow, did the mouse go so hardcore on promoting all of its own shit during this ceremony. Well, 
the time where they got a lot of eyeballs. I can't shade them for that. This is what they do. It's the same as the Super Bowls. It is. It's the exact same thing. But there's a way to do it without being so over, like hammering you over the head with it. And they really went out of their way. I, I don't care. I, I just. It's the exact same thing as the Super Bowl. I, I, I just don't care. Fuck it. Put it on PBS. That would make it a lot easier for all of us. Well, the thing that makes so much time is that we have hosts who have to who are filling time and the hosts did well. They were fine. I think they had some jokes go along that were just not interesting and not needed. And I really don't like that. Let's spend. I mean, you could probably cut 30 minutes from the let's introduce who the presenters are. Nobody gives a shit when the presenters come out. You put up the cryon that shows who they are. That's it. You you have to decide. Are you making an award show for the people in the room or the people at home? And then do that. But they straddle it. They try to straddle it. And man. I understand that. Ugh. It's a mess. It's just a hot fucking mess. Yeah. And also, at this point, stop doing full-length trailers for every best picture. You got 10. You got 10. Cut it. Do the smash cut at the end. Give us, you know, a two minute of everything. And that's it. You don't need to put bits of it throughout the whole show. The people in the room sure as hell don't need it. And the people at home, they, I, they've seen what they've seen. And that's going to be it. It doesn't help anybody. And for the love of God, we cut eight really important categories to have Army of the Dead win... <laughs> Fan favorite picture and Zack Snyder's Justice League win favorite moment. Yeah, that was absurd and I don't like it. And yeah. And of course, it was just Snyder fans upvoting their shit. Which, fine. That's what the People's Choice Awards is for. (laughs) Yeah. So. I'm already down on this Oscars. I don't like it. After last year being such a change a breath of fresh air it was a breath of fresh air because again and i don't you know it's like oh you know you have to be invited to the party but like the people who care about these awards are the people who should be in that room and i i don't want to say like you can't bring your whole crew you can't bring the whole cast of your movie that's phenomenal like i don't want to do that but at the same time we don't need that many people i think to me it's and Other people are going to disagree. To me, the Oscars have always been better. If you aren't going to go the Billy Crystal route, right? Mm -hmm. And some of that's a little bit nostalgic. I wonder how I would feel if I went back and watched it now. Uh, Well, uh, none of it would hold up uh, tone-wise or appropriateness-wise. But he showed up to have fun. And to host. And to host. And to also, his way of making fun of the the audience was lighthearted. Well, it was come along with me. Yes. Which is always the point of that show. I don't hate some of the barbs back and forth. That's usually what you do with the presenter. Sure. Have the presenter throw a few barbs out. But even more so, this show to me really was the best when it was all about the people in the room. Mm -hmm. And it just makes a better television product. The problem is, is it doesn't get the same amount of ratings because... You have to have something for people to be excited about. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people aren't excited about these movies. They're just not. Well, if they were excited about it, they saw it. And then that's the end. There's a limited audience for that. And 
at a certain point, just give me a raw feed of the Oscars and I'd rather watch that. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. But I will say what they took from last year that they brought back this year is the front row setup was very much, uh, you know, it's like they had lounge chairs. And so the couples were together and then behind them were like, like their peers and whatnot. So that, that was very much more of a living room lounge venue type set. Well, I also want to say, I saw this going around on Twitter. That is also because they consulted disability experts to have better movement, better ease of getting to stage. That's something that was noted many, many times. And so part of that was to allow easier access for the nominees. I like that. To be able to move up stage. So that was, re I think, the biggest part of it and why it was set up that way. Fabulous. I love that. That makes me happy. But it also looked cool. And they, um, some people just looked more relaxed. I like that, you know, Javier Bardem took his jacket off and he never put it back on. Uh, same thing with Keith Urban. Nicole Kidman was wearing it the whole night. <laughs> and that was just cute. They looked like they were there to actually enjoy their time. To enjoy, to enjoy time with their peers. Yes. Which, that's the feeling we really got last year. So I'm really glad that we were able to keep a little bit of that. We just got to cut down on the... The self-service. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. And the whole award show... In and out. I mean, we we understand the whole awards are bullshit anyways we just have fun with it i mean somebody pointed it out and that's the last thing i'll say is it went longer than last year's awards and they presented all 23 awards last year there were 24 last year if that's not a ringing condemnation of this setup of this broadcast i don't know what else is because that was what they were trying to do we'll get to some things that added to that uh, <laughs> not that much though Anyways, let's get to the winners. Yes. Uh, like we did when we picked our, we did our picks. We're just going to start from the bottom and go all the way to the top. Okay. Documentary short, Queen of Basketball. Got that one right there. Live action short, The Long Goodbye. Cool to see Riz Ahmed. Yes. Animated short, The Windshield Wiper. Very cool. Visual effects, Dune. Sound, Dune. Production design, Dune. <laughs> Already. Already. We're seeing a trend here. I'm mad. I'm mad about Denny not being in Best Director here. Every single person who got up for those awards Thanks, was like, Denny. thank you, Denny. Dune is the big winner of the night. Yeah. Dune won almost every category it was in. Makeup and hairstyling, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Hell yes. Uh, shout out to Jessica Chastain for making sure she, this was an award that was awarded early. Jessica Chastain got there early to make sure that she was in the room when it was awarded. Absolutely. Way to show up for your people. Editing, Dune. Mm-hmm. Costume design, Cruella. Nailed it. Cinematography, Dune. <sighs> this is the one I don't agree with, but you know, I'll have to live with it. West Side Story is such a beautiful movie. Here's the thing about this category. They all deserve to be in it. There is no loser in this category. If anyone had won, I've been like, okay. I'm not mad. I would not have been mad at anyone except for maybe Power of the Dog. Not even that. Original song, No Time to Die. I love this. I do too. I mean, they performed it and this was not our pick. We thought they were going to give the EGOT to Lynn. The performance of Dos Orguitos was beautiful. Yes. It was so well done. Um, all the performances of the music was very well done. but. No Time to Die is a killer song. It just is. 
It's the best song. At the end of the day, that song fits its movie so well and encapsulates its movie so well. And Encanto is the sum of all of the songs together. I think that's fair. Like, I'm not, those songs are amazing in Mm -hmm. Encanto, but this one song conveys so much. It does. And it also stands on its own as being good. Also do love that uh, Van Morrison, not allowed to be there because he's an anti-vax asshole. Original score, Dune. Hans Zimmer, my sweet, sweet British guitar boy will win one day, but this is not his time. Uh, So now we get into when the thing happened. Now we're not going through these awards in presenter order, but documentary feature went to Summer of Soul, Yep, which is amazing. It went to Questlove, but that got slightly overshadowed. Because this is when, this is the award that Chris Rock came out to present. He came out to tell some jokes because he's he is Chris Rock and you expect that of him. And he made an inappropriate joke about Jada Pickett Smith that was insensitive and inappropriate. And this is when Will Smith got up and slapped him. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, we were all like, oh, this is a bit. This is a bit. And they were trying to cut. Like, that's when the feeds went out in the U.S. And then we cut to, we can see Will yelling at Chris. We can see his mouth moving. They've cut the audio. They cut the audio. And then we know it's it's not a bit. We're not sure. Then we get the uncensored feed from other people on Twitter. And all of a sudden. Well, then then it's announced. You know, the award is announced because Chris Rock cannot get his composure back at this point. He It's not, he's not okay. And then for the rest of the night, we're all looking at like, was this real? Was this a bit? What did they actually say? Was that like, we're seeing the slow-mo feed of it happening. We're seeing the unedited version from other countries. And yeah. This is simultaneously to me, both a really big deal and also is going to be so overreacted to and not given proper context. It's a big deal because. Somebody got hit on live television. That's a fact. That's a fact. And that's not okay. No. That being said, there's a whole lot of moving parts involved in this, including a lot of bad history between Chris and Jada Pinkett Smith. Yep. And And then we have all of the public dynamics between Jada and Will over the last couple of years. There's just a lot of charged things happening. And not to mention Will... You know, here's the thing. Sometimes people are just fucking done with the bullshit. And it doesn't mean it's good. But it happens. (laughs) And again, no one is going to talk about Jada when it comes to national media coverage of this. I've already seen plenty of people talk about it in a great way. But so many outlets are just going to run with Will Smith assaults person and not actually give it all the well-rounded context it needs. The, The context is... Jada Pinkett has been rocking a shaved hairstyle for a while now. She's gorgeous, but she shaved her head because she has an autoimmune-induced alopecia. And, you know, for a lot of women, particularly the African-American community, your hair's a big fucking deal. Yes. So she's she's been pretty vocal about that. And, you know, Chris is just being a jackass. He said a bad thing and Jada's husband... Did not appreciate that. There's no excuse for either one of them. There's a lot of this too, where being a very much white person Mm -hmm. and reading a lot of black people 
come sure. to this. Disabled black people come to this and come out and say, I'm glad somebody stood up. I'm not necessarily glad how they stood up, but I'm glad somebody stood up and said, fuck this. And there's a level of this in which I wish the conversation was about that how bad and terrible this joke really was and what it signposts to for comedy. Sure. And we don't try to pull this pearl-clutching bullshit, which I've already seen several celebrities sure. do. It's like, Will did a bad thing, but we're way overreacting in some ways. There's a lot. There's a lot happening, and we are definitely not the best people to give all the commentary on it. We're just, we're just not. Um, we're just two people who are watching a show. <laughs> everybody is. Everybody. And everybody is. in that room essentially is just watching a show. That was uh, very unfortunate. So, animated feature goes to Encanto, which is also great. Thank God. Yeah. We would have had to riot. I'm sorry. I love these other movies, but yeah. International feature. Drive my car. That's the right choice. I love worst person in the world. I do, but drive my car makes sense. I want to know more about the woman who was standing next to the the winner. And it looked like she was taking notes. I thought she was going to come up and be an interpreter, but I didn't I didn't know what her role was there. I mean, and, and it could have been that he he planned to do it in English, but then if he needed to sure. switch, he wanted to. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Then we have adapted screenplay. It goes Dakota. Yes. Love it. Man, I'm, I'm stoked about Coda winning this. Coda won everything it was nominated for. I also love that when Sean Heder got up, she brought her interp- the interpreter. Sean Heder, I don't believe she's a Coda, but because it's such an important part of the community that they're celebrating, it was very important that they had an interpreter. And honestly, we should see the interpreters throughout the broadcast. This should be something that they start highlighting more as they're working towards making these shows more accessible. Yeah, I 1000% agree. There's some cool stuff. If you watch the Governor's Awards and some of the footage from that, you can actually see the interpreters because it was just, it was video just from somebody on a phone. But like you can see the interpreters there. It's like, they're there. They're doing that thing. But like they acknowledge the orchestra and they always acknowledge the crew. You need to acknowledge the interpreters as well. Always. Yeah. Uh, original screenplay went to Belfast. We both got this one. Yeah, that was lovely. This is the award this movie should have gotten. There's some people who aren't going to love this choice because they really didn't like Belfast, but it's a beautiful movie. And Kenneth wrote a beautiful script. He did. And he framed it really well. It's it's a beautiful story. Yeah. Then we actress in a supporting role went to Ariana DeBose. First award of the night that was broadcast. <laughs> She gave a beautiful speech. She looked gorgeous. She's the one who deserved to win. It was lovely. Loved that speech. Thought it was going to be the best of the night. And then, okay, this is the moment that made me start crying. It was so fucking good. So they come out to, we're talking about actor in a supporting role, which goes to Troy Kotzer. But when Yoong Yi Jung came out, she was very sweet. Of course, she won for Minari last year and she read all the names. And then before she announced the winner, she signed Troy Kotzer. She clutched her heart. Like she was about to say it and then she clutched her heart and then she signed it so that he could see it mm-hmm. and know. And then she said it. And then when he gets up, it's so beautiful. The whole audience is doing the handshake, which is the deaf clap. 
Yes. Which is, again, it's just like, this is a room full of people who want to make this experience beautiful for this man, which is also beautiful. It's making me cry now thinking about it because it's just so sweet. And these are the moments we want from the Oscars. And then he gives the loveliest speech. He's so himself. He's just, he's making jokes and just talking about how the movie has meant so much and how far it's gone. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And if you get a chance to go uh, watch his speech, go do it. Lovely. It's just so good. Apple TV, I I know you guys are in the business for subscriptions. Please make this movie free. Like, for 60 days, let people watch it without a subscription. It's so good. (laughs) I'm begging y'all. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah. Um, And then also, just I forgot about it, but Amy Schumer did a few moments where she tried to do some ASL. Like she used ASL when she said, I loved Coda. And then like when she said goodnight, she signed goodnight. So like, I know it's not a ton, but it is an important acknowledgement. We can we can always do better with it. And they have interpreters there. But it's just like more of that. More of it. And, and more, story, more stories about the deaf community. <laughs> more. More. And more stories with just, Deaf people as part of the story. Yep. Put Troy Kotzer in your movie. He's fucking phenomenal. Well, what he said through this whole thing is like, I hope this shows people that deaf actors can do the work. Yeah. Which is true. <sighs> then we have actress in a leading role for Jessica Chastain. So fucking happy for her. I know some people didn't like her. They thought she was horrible in that movie. They're wrong. <laughs> They're wrong. And I just have to say, Jessica Chastain looked fucking gorgeous i i kept saying she looks like a barbie doll in the best way she's so beautiful like this is the best she's ever looked which is a mate which is the this is the night you want to look the best you've ever looked (laughs) i mean it was great and then she gave a beautiful speech i'm just i'm so fucking stoked she was the best performance we saw all year and that continued the whole fucking time i didn't think she was gonna make it but it wasn't because I thought she wasn't the best. It was just because I thought this movie was never going to get enough traction. Same. It came out so early in the season, and then it seemed like everyone forgot it. I thought Andrew Garfield was going to get a nod out of this, too. I thought he might. He was certainly warranted. I'm glad he got nominated for the correct movie. <laughs> we knew he wasn't going to win. And then we had actor in a leading role. Yep. And it went to Will Smith, and he deserved it. He gave a good speech, and he apologized to the room and his fellow nominees which was appropriate i like that he he was able to highlight the williams family and his actor his fellow actors i think you know really reflecting on it he's still in the moment like he is still in full adrenaline shock mode when he gets up there you can see it yeah oh he's and then he just basically starts crying and i think what he did Because I don't know that he could, in that moment, he could give an articulate apology. Of course. But what I think he was able to do was articulate the feelings he was feeling in that moment and to try to make a little bit of sense out of it. That's what I respect him for in that speech. I think what we got from him was the best anyone could have done. It was honesty, which I don't think is a bad thing in that moment. No, and... Another thing that we were, I was able to find out, like, as you were all like, try, twi- like scrolling through the Twitter, was that yeah. when they went to commercial break after the moment happened, 
Denzel Washington went over to him and talked to him. His uh, publicist came over to talk to him. And then Denzel was still sitting with Jada when the show came back on air. So like, and you know, Will called out like D, you know, when you're at your highest, the devil's going to come for you. And it's just like, Denzel Washington, you're such a nice man. And even before that, there are some pictures of in the aftermath of that Denzel's in between the both of them. Yes. He was mediating as well. And yes. he was mediating with Chris. Mm hmm. Because I'm sure he also, I mean, Denzel's there like, hey, Chris, too, I want you to be safe. <laughs> he wants, he, does, he doesn't want Chris to get out of there in any other bad shape. He wants everybody to be okay. <laughs> Props to him for really seizing that moment. Yeah. There's no way to not make it awkward. I think he did the best job he possibly could. Yeah. And I think he just tried to be as gracious as he could in that moment. I did also like when Amy came out and she's like, what's going on? It seems like the vibes changed. I miss anything. I was, I was still getting out of that Spider-Man suit. It felt weird, but then also it was like, no, this is the joke you make right now. There's, you can't not, you have to acknowledge that something weird has happened. Yes. Like shit absolutely. has gone down and we're at the, we're not done yet. No. Um, there's no other way to handle it. So. I wish they'd have done it sooner. Yeah, but I think. It was still happening. I know. It was know. still happening. It's it, again, somebody, people have already been like, I need a 12 part documentary from every angle. Yes. From all the different people in the room, including apparently Nicole Kidman, who now we have this a big picture, old meme from. Which is pretty awesome. I mean, like, it's just every, everybody's going to have things. Again, I just, the take machine is going to be so bad about this. Yes. And it's just like, maybe don't have a take on this. Maybe just listen for a while. So then we get director. Goes to Jane Campion. She kept this short and sweet. Yeah, she didn't want to get herself in trouble. Good for her. I mean, yeah, I, I did appreciate this per one person's take was that for the first time ever, we have women as the best director in consecutive years. Yep. Which is pretty cool. I don't know that I felt like she was the best director this year out of this group, though. I mean, I still would have picked Steven, personally. Yeah. But I can also see a real 1A, 1B between these two in this slate of people. Sure. So I'm not mad. I just, real bitter taste in our mouth after a couple of weeks ago. Not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, pretty much. But, but I'm not disappointed for what comes next. Best picture went to the best picture of the year, which is Coda. And again, like, they're all so excited um, you know, they're doing the hand wave clap, which is beautiful. They're, the whole cast is on stage. The producers are thinking we get to see the interpreter. What I didn't love is that Marley Matlin's interpreter, who he's with her all the time, he was signing to the group. And I wish he would have been in frame for more of it to just, again, highlight the fact that this is a man who's been, who's working. I agree. One, we did not have a great aspect ratio on our TV. Sure. So I'm wondering if maybe it got cut off that way. But two, that's one of those, like, you could kind of see him off frame. And it's just like, that's just a camera operator's got to try to catch what he can. So. Sure. But again, it's just, yeah, highlight them because they're they're a part of the team. I'm just so fucking happy. I <laughs> it's am. the I'm... best movie of the year. Well, and I'm glad that more people are going to go see it now. It's one of those movies that literally everyone can enjoy and not in a way that it was engineered for you to enjoy. No, it's um, like we said when we um, first watched it, it's not a preachy film at all. It's just this one girl's story 
And there, there's just, these are the dynamics of this family and they happen to be deaf. Like that's it. There's nothing else, nothing like special about them. This is the dynamics of their life. It's just a good movie. Good story. And I love it. And I want to go watch it again. It's going to make me cry. So boo. Um, Yeah. But in a good way. It's not going to make you like cry and feel terrible. It's going to make you cry a little bit and then you're going to feel happy about life. So yeah, um, this Oscars had the awards themselves were not surprising at all. No, not even a little bit. The ceremony was surprising. (laughs) So how about next year uh, we just blow the ballots out completely and maybe less theatrics (laughs) in the ceremony? Somebody made the joke of, you know, just do Twitter polls for everything. Fuck it. Let's go full, full dark, no stars on this. Which I'm like, you know, that would be an entertaining Oscars. It should be. It should be the Bird Awards. <laughs> the Bird Internet. Oh, uh, what if what if film Twitter had an Oscars? Oof, wow. That would that could go real bad real quick. I'm not gonna lie. It would be so horrible. Um. So with that, that's the end of our season. Whoa. Oh wow. wait, we have to say who won. Oh yeah, we do. We do by one. Point. Uh-huh. David won. <laughs> David has won three years in a row. He won by one point. It was because he got all of the short documentary sh- or the, all the short. Yeah, I did. I. What's funny is one of the things I like to do with the shorts, especially, is I will look at who's the favorites. Mm-hmm. But what I'll also do is look at the subject matter. Yeah. And I tend to go, okay, which one is a front runner? Which one has the more impactful subject? See, that's what I've typically done. And it's always screwed me over. So this year I went with, I believe it was the LA Times is who I went with for <laughs> everybody I wasn't sure of. I looked, at, I looked at Gold Derby and then a couple of them though, like The Long Goodbye was not the favorite for a lot of people, but it, I read the story of it and was like, oh shit, that's a lock. Just because of like what an intense storyline that is for a short film. And like the Queen of Basketball was so hyped up. But literally, I got one, two. I mi- I got three wrong. Three. And I got two. Yeah, that was it. Like three. Every single other award we guessed correctly because we picked Dune for everything. <laughs> because Dune swept everything. Like I said. Dune swept everything. At the end of the day, there's some second guessing about the nominations here. Sure. I still have yet to watch Passing. I have a feeling I'm going to be real fucking angry. Oh, sure. Once I see that film. Sure. It is um, on the must-see list. And then, you know, fucking Denny. <sighs> real annoying that he's not up there. But hey, Paul Thomas Anderson didn't win shit. Oh, thank fucking Christ. Because Licorice I... Peaches is trash garbage, so we can pretend it didn't exist now. Because it's, it didn't win anything. Uh, just, yeah. Yeah. But Cooper Hoffman was the, at the ceremony. He did look very cute. And just adorable. There's a lot about that movie from just like a standing back point that I, it's a terrible film, but there was some good stuff. And I think most of all, I was like, I like Alana Haim. I don't love her, but I like where she might have some talent in this. And I like Cooper Hoffman. I would love to see them in much better movies. Sure. I think that's fair. And I would really like Paul to rethink his process on making a movie. Because he had the secret sauce there for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. I missed the mark on this one. Yeah, I think all that's fair. (sighs) So with that, 
We're on a break. We're on break. We're going on hiatus. We have a couple things we're trying to decide for what next season is going to look like. We just came back with our Riverdale show because they went on a long hiatus. So we're back with the rest of season six over there. And that show is called The Doghouse. And then we have another show, maybe our flagship show, that we're trying to have come back so that we can finish the series. And that would be Macintosh Mod, our My Little Pony series. So while we're away, you can check out those. You can also check out me at Christmas Tide Ohio, which is a Kids on Bikes actual play podcast that takes place in a fictional Christmas-themed town in the 80s. And keep in tune very soon. I will have an audio drama coming out, hopefully this summer called Hand in Glove, and you can follow progress on that show along with many, many baseball takes at Glovecast on Twitter. So until next time, have a good movie. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook.